Alrighty, you're listening to Kiss and Tell Radio, and we are here live in the Ruby Studios, our new co-producers. So you should be excited for this, because we are too, with our new partners. So, we're excited because you have a new code. The code is going to be KAT2017. When you download the Reverie app, when you download it on iTunes, iOS, Android, Apple TV, Roku, whatever you're doing to stream music, you get 10% off for the next three months. Again, that code is KAT2017. And we will see you soon on Reverie. My name is Aaron, and she talks. This is Chris and Tell Radio. Alright guys, I'm back in the United States of America. How are y'all doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So I walked in the studio today and the first thing I'm going to bring up is um, young Ken Jay with a cast on his left forearm or wrist. He's trying to discreetly cover it up with that. And his little swollen fingers. (laughs) So, can we get a story as to... It's very Hollywood. It is... It's very Hollywood? I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less, Mr. (laughs) PR Um, guru. I was on my way to Beverly Hilton for NBC's uh, Summer Media Day, and it's about 6 o'clock in the morning, got into a little fender bender, I suppose you can say. I don't really... I, I don't know if the adrenaline or... I don't know exactly what happened to my hand because everything happens so quickly. Mm-hmm. But uh, it hurts. That's what I do know. Are you okay? Um, I'm fine. Did you go to the hospital? No, I live with a doctor, so I, I had Shout the, out to Auntie Lynn. <laughs> I was fortunate enough to just uh, get towed back home, take care of... Just make sure it wasn't broken. Towed? Um, yeah. Is your car, like... No, my car's totaled. Um, he's in a rental. What? Yeah. And uh, I made it to Beverly Hilton. <laughs> I mean, um, I, oh my God. Yeah. So it's been a That's week. That's what I said, too. And you didn't tell me this? Well, I mean, I didn't just announce it. To me. I had to move on. I, I literally got back home, got dressed. I mean, well, I was already dressed. I just took an Uber back to work. Mm. So I was okay. a couple couple exits away from getting to, getting there. Well, so. I'm glad you're okay. Yes, no, yeah. I appreciate the concern. I I just I'm, I'm fine. Okay. The car, I mean, I feel like the car is weak. You should me. have done a Twitter thread. A Twitter thread of what? <laughs> Twit pics? No, of the series of events, oh. so that we all could have talked about it, and the listeners could have been in on it too. Yeah. Hashtag I'm just, radio. you know, I'm, I'm never one of those people. I'm never gonna like be when I was in the hospital early last year. Yeah. Like I'm not gonna twit pick the. No, 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 no. I was no, 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 no. I was not implying. Oh, and if everyone ever does that to me, I will like, haunt them in their. Death I was not implying death. take pictures, yeah. but you could have told your story. No, I could have. And literally, but I was. I mean, you know, it was it was a busy day. So but that, when it winded down, that like day, Monday night. Yeah, I Kindle's discreet. I could have. I I am. Well, not discreet like that. I don't like, I don't, okay. I don't like (laughs) attention for those type of things, so. Okay, fair enough. How are you, Char? Char let me have one of her peanut M&M's. Just one. Just Just one. one. It was blue. I'm great. You know, I've, uh, I did a photo shoot yesterday. And looked Fabulous. Oh. Yes, I, it, it's. I'm excited for it. It'll be for the relaunch of my website. So stay tuned. What's I've, the website called? Allaboutshar.com. Mm-hmm. You can go there now, but it's really it's nothing there. It's just a cover page. Yeah. Um. I finally got my reel done, which I'll show you. I'll show you in its entirety after the show. Mm-hmm. Because what you saw was a clip. I saw. What a clip. I posted to mm-hmm. social media, guys, is just a little clip. It ain't the full reel. 
So I finally got my reel done. And then um, when I got back in from the photo shoot yesterday, I went to the mailbox and I found out for the first time ever in my adult life, I have been summoned to jury duty. Oh, um, that's what was on your bed. Oh, oh yes. I have been summoned for... I was scared when I saw I, it was, the envelope a letter from the court. intimidating. <laughs> yes, I was like, am I being, you know, summoned? Am I being served? served. Mm-hmm. Am I being served, you know? By, <laughs> uh, by only God knows who. But, uh, so yeah, I've managed to evade jury duty mm-hmm. uh, when I was an undergrad and still a Chicago resident. I don't, I'm not here. I, I'm in school and I'm... Oh, you didn't register in Oklahoma? No. Okay. For what? Mm-hmm. I'm I, a, I, I was still a Chicago... I was I not did. getting an Oklahoma And those cases, can you imagine those I didn't cases get in a, Oklahoma? I didn't get a, a Merced ID, but I was... You registered there? Yes, because President Obama, I, I, I wanted to vote. But no, 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 I... Well, no, I don't know if I did like a double Dutch thing. Cause I've I remember, never been to jury duty. I remember ever. if I've been summoned for in Oklahoma, I want to say sometimes I would be like, like they summoned me over the summer and I'm like, uh, in Chicago type thing. Yeah. So what I'm hoping is that I get a good case that I, it's not anything boring, but I don't want it to be as good as like an OJ type thing where you're taken away from your life for eight nine months, months, eight, nine months. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get yeah. paid and put up in a nice hotel with room service and stuff, but I, I Go ahead. Never mind. But I don't. I don't need that type of. Because well, you know what? If I imagine Shara buying an outfit and having a briefcase. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm doing Char- listen, I'm take that, that role. Seriously. I am doing big it hair up for jury duty, mm, big glasses, her civic duty. I am doing, <laughs> and for that she would probably be dismissed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> I'm doing it big for jury duty. I do take it seriously, but in the event that I do get an OJ type case, I'm going on a media tour with my book about the case. As soon as they're gonna be like juror number sixteen is talking, yeah. I'm gonna be on the view and everything. <laughs> well, watching it up in traffic court. <laughs> I know, I know, but no, they don't have juror a jury know, for traffic court. But something like small. so, I'm kind of excited, but I'm kind of annoyed because jury duty just always has perpetually sounded like an inconvenience. It does, but, but I, I try um, to think of it as as my civic duty. I've never, like I said, I've never, and I might. My mom said I might just get dismissed just on general because sometimes they call more people than needed or yeah, something yeah, like that. No, I got dismissed i went it was it was a pain i had i had things to do i was a college student yeah yeah yeah. that you need the papers are due uh, the papers are due Mm -hmm. work the the rent was due Mm -hmm. Um, part-time but i've uh, never been summoned so this this is well i've never been able to to go so to be 29 and uh looking forward to jury duty next month it's 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 different so that's what's been up with me i'm sure it's gonna be a story i'm sure it, I, who knows? Because with you, it always is. Who, who knows? So I walked into the courtroom who with Judge knows? Maybelline as she's sitting like. <laughs> oh, I hope I get a good judge like that one uh, video. Yes. Not in courtroom 502. Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> she did you see, good. Did you see Ever DuVernay tweet, um, tweet that video? This no. Week? She said she was doing some tweets. Tweaks to um, the Queen Sugar script and she was trying to figure out a way to, to incorporate, to incorporate that. that. <laughs> Lord have mercy. I thought it was hilarious. Oh, Lord. How are you, Jace? I'm good. How was Australia? Australia was the shit. You look um, like you had a lot of fun. You did. I did. I you didn't get everything. You came back a bit bronzer. Did I? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, oh, you're not I, nearly no as pale. You need to take like, a picture <laughs> now and then go look at that damn photo shoot we did February 1st. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. That photo shoot was a little... Mm, you were pale flash. boots. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. you looked good. Thank you. You didn't look Thank vampy you. or anything, but you definitely have you some couldn't... color to you. Thank you. Wow. I went to this lovely beach that was like about two hours north of Sydney. Mm-hmm. Um, and another beach, too. That Bondi Beach, and this, which Bondi was a little bit too touristy for me. It was reminded me of Huntington Beach. Okay. But they had Bondi. Huntington is great. 
great. Huntington is great, but there's just a lot of people there. So I like the beaches that are like off the cusp. Like okay. I want to feel exotic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but this beach where we found also was a. Uh, uh, kind of dope. It had like some really cool rock sculptures. I'm into like nature and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Gave me like a me nice too. pretty view and like the nice sun. Photo shoot tees. Yeah, yeah. But it was good. It was good. Um, I, I feel like I wouldn't be able to really fully enjoy Australia based on the insane wildlife. And I'm not even talking about the kangaroos oh. and stuff, but some of the spiders and some of the stories that we read that come out of Australia. Like, oh. Like the know? crocodile hunter being killed on the job? Well, yeah. Well, he was. That was with the stingray. But I'm just saying, like, some of their spiders are some of the worst on the Look, planet. I saw this spider that and- was this big, and my friend who I'm with, Brandon, was like taking a video of it, and I was like, "Where was it at? In at the nature? beach? See, no. See, like the beach we went to, we had to walk down like this. I'm not gonna say a boardwalk, but it was kind of like a trail. Okay. But it was all wooden and fenced. Okay. So yeah, but it was surrounded by trees, and then you Ooh, walk, see, walk, no, walk, that would have freaked me out in Australia. Oh no, trust me, I was sitting like this, <laughs> like, Ugh, like if nothing jumps out at me, I'm gonna they like start swinging at crazy. nothing. They have this one spider that can hold its breath in water for thirty minutes, and it can kill an adult in five. Like it has like, imagine warthog like Pumbaa teeth. Mm-mm. Um, that come up from the bottom, like the bottom teeth. Oh, and I so saw, it gets you from like the jaw. I was watching A Thousand Ways to Die, and I'll never forget it. Remember that show on Spike TV? And this spider mm-hmm. was in the, an Australian pool, and some guy was in the pool and stepped on it. Before he could even fully get his body out of the pool, he was dead. That's how quick the venom is. So Australia mm-hmm. just has a lot of like creepy wild like like it seems like a beautiful place. I am not dogging Australia. Botanical gardens. I, never crossed my mind about Australia. They have I've always cra- wanted to go. Yeah. They have, crazy they have a, and, and I heard, I heard. So there's some spiders and stuff like in actual like suburbia. Mm-hmm. And you're not supposed to kill a spider, you're supposed to sweep it out. Because if you kill it and it's pregnant, there could be oh, a yes. thousand little spiders in there. All I'll those have to videos, evacuate. All those videos that you see with them trying to, put, to cancel the, my lease. put the cup over the spider yeah, and, uh-huh. and, and, and then guide real. it out. That's what you have to do because if it's pregnant and you kill a spider and a bunch of baby spiders start crawling out of it, you're fucked. You just do it with ammonia. Um, oh, ammonia. ammonia kills. I mean, I know ammonia is poison. A, a tox, can be a toxic gas to children and pets. But to adults, if you know what you're doing, you put ammonia. To, everything hates amo- uh, ammonia. Mat, uh, rats, mice. Um, bugs, roaches, like ammonia is, if you've ever smelled ammonia, then you know it's yeah. powerful mm-hmm. as fuck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just, I will put some ammonia but down. But do not smash. Do not smash. I'm not interested in sweeping a spider out. Oh my god! I would just have to no, leave. I, I would have to gone. evacuate. I got like in you, trouble. Here's my apartment. I got in trouble when I worked in LAUSD and I was <laughs> subbing in a fourth grade class. I was mm. teaching, assisting, subbing in a fourth grade class. <laughs> I can imagine you as a teacher. Oh yeah, I didn't play. Come on, children. Oh, pull I, up I the didn't books. play. I didn't play. They loved me though, but I didn't fuck around with them. I'm not little <laughs> Miss Hippy Dippy from the Valley that you're used to. <laughs> Open your open to chat. Didn't you hear your teacher? So anyway, there was a spider coming down the web, and I killed sure? it. I kind of freaked out and I killed it. And you got in trouble for killing a spider. I sure did because they were they were trying to teach the kid this particular teacher that spiders are nothing to fear. Because I was like, oh hell, you know, like me, I'm like, uh uh-uh. uh, because this thing was just no. coming down and I killed it. And she said, next time I need to escort it, get some paper, some construction paper, and escort it out of the classroom. Yeah, fire me, I'll like, see you in court. I was looking at her like, keep saying keep it. <laughs> right, fire keep me, and I will see you. That's in court. above my pay range. I'm not sweeping anything out. So what? So clear it up. What exactly were you okay, in Australia okay, for? Okay. So I was not. So meanwhile, I'm in. So I woke up every up. single morning at seven o'clock in the morning, 
and to like work, do work. And so one of those mornings was putting together Kiss and Tell Radio. And I listened to this show every week. Australia? Australia. I was in Australia. Well, Kiss and Tell Radio. What, did I say that? Yeah. Oh, Kiss and Tell Radio. Sorry. So in Australia, I was waking up every morning at 7 a.m. Okay. In Australia. Oh, because oh, of the time jump. Because of the time jump. Right. right. And so I was putting together Kiss Central Radio on my little laptop, and I'm listening to the radio, and within the first, what, five minutes, talking about international <laughs> bussy hop, or what'd you say it about? <laughs> now let me clear the air. He's not selling my bussy across the country. <laughs> she cleared it and said you, she knew you weren't. I know I was. But I didn't know what he was there for. Right. So my friend called me. I want to say 36 hours I really didn't before. know what he was doing. Yeah, I really no. didn't know what I was doing You could have been either. international bussy yeah, hopping. Yeah, no, we were trying I mean, about you, but we didn't know. Yeah, I and I apologize. Speak. And I publicly apologize for that. But I knew that you weren't flown out. <clears throat> no, I wasn't. If well, he was flown out, I'd be like... Have y'all been flown out before? I put the, That's post- not the topic at hand, <laughs> Jay. <It's> focus. <laughs> okay, so anyways, I was rewarded. So there's a project in Australia called Project Strong Woman. Um, so this year they're highlighting men. It's called Hugh Men, H U capital M A N. Um, so I'm supposed to be out there, anyways. My friend. Why would they do that on Women's History Month? No, no, because it's not coming out now. It's coming out later. But they're oh. getting like the photography. You're thinking of a women's group honoring men in Women's History Month? Not on my watch. They're not honoring me this month. It's a couple months down the line. But I was. Saying, then they should have flown your ass out in April. I paid for my ticket, but it was extremely discounted. Okay. And I found out a day and a half before. Got you. So I was just like, yeah, I'll go. So I hit them up. I was like, hey, I'm going to be in town, blah, 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 blah. We, I was only there for four days because that's what the It time. seemed much longer. Yeah, it was only four nights. Mm. Yeah, I wish it was longer. I tried, did everything in my power to stay longer. But um, I met with the people. They were really nice. Um, I needed to go back to Australia, which is going to be great. But it was kind of like a half work, half play, half spare the moment. Like when you went to Chicago and I called you and mm-hmm. I'm like, hey, let's go to lunch. Like I'm actually in Chicago on my mom's couch. Mm-hmm. What? That was a year ago. Mm-hmm. I just up and went. Yeah, just up and left. So it was kind of to that degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was great. I loved Australia. Um the people were very gracious. I've never seen so many fit people in my life. Like, really? everyone there was just, like, it was kind of like a big frat party. It's probably because they don't, it's always hot there, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it, it never snows. No. And it's they, kind of like L.A. weather. They don't have access to, you know, Americans. We love extra cheese, extra sugar, extra. Mm-hmm. Americans are just Super so fat. Sad. They actually made yeah. fun of us, kind of. That was of. a They're good like, documentary. Like, you it want was. some grease? You want some it grease was. on your food? And I was like, you Americans want some grease. I was like, give me that lock and avocado toast. Like, Ooh, I, I'm not, it was Now, that so, looks just, good. but that's Yes, mm-hmm. I love lock. Mm. I love locks. Kindle is like on a thin bagel, on a bagel thin with some cream. Now, what I'm not a fan of is the capers. I'm not I love little, capers. Oh no, the salty balls. Who no, doesn't no, like no. salty balls? Oh no, I don't like salty balls. <laughs> um, but just give me the locks, maybe with the rosemary sprig. I'm just. I think there's arugula cheese. on top. Oh yeah, arugula is always mm. good, and it's always fun to say arugula. 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 My coworkers say were arugula. Me. Arugula? Isn't it fun? <laughs> arugula. Do you like arugula, Kendall? No. I know. Um, my coworkers <laughs> were showing me this New Jersey um, uh, bagel shop mm-hmm. that makes these bagels. Is that the, the flaming Hot Bagel? Yeah, they have. That's gross. disgusting. They have so, like, it. It's ridiculous. I can't remember the name it's of it It's kind of like right a now. voodoo donut for bagels? But they have, yes, but they have Every type of and and then every type of cream cheese and they can mail it to you. They put it on on I guess 
whatever mm-hmm. and send dry eyes or dry, something right. and ship it to your right. Head. That's um, disgusting. And they just they were so excited, and I was like, "Can you?" I was like, "What if you?" Because it's like a flavored bagel and flavored cream yeah, cheese. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, what if I just wanted to experiment and just do like a plain bagel with the, you know, with, with the, the taste of a flavored yeah, yeah, yeah. cream cheese or That's something. too much. And they were like, Kendall, that's not an option. I'm not really a fan of bagels anymore. I used to love bread, like Oprah. but <laughs> I um, love bread. I'm not really a fan of all that bread now. And my right. mom has always been that way. My dad is a big bread nista. Well, bread, bread nisto. And <laughs> uh, my mom has never liked bread. And I, I see it now. Now that I've get like bread. I love bread. Throughout my sacrifice. <laughs> I love bread. Well, you can afford to love bread, but throughout my sacrifice for Lent, bread has been the easiest thing to give up. And then I'd say the and then I'd say alcohol and the hardest thing has mm-hmm. been dairy. Oh my gosh, like I I I have been I'm a craving tr- cheese. I've given up alcohol twice in my life for a month each. Mm-mm. Once was in college when I thought I was going to die, and I was like I need to stop and slow down. And then once was I'm fine for with New Year's. Alcohol. Well, no, no, it wasn't New Year's. That was sex I gave up. Anyways, but yeah, there's a bottle of wine, a half bottle of wine, sitting on my uh, nope, you can't keep counter those right now. Yeah, I'm fine with it. But bread has—I say all that to say bread and crackers and all that have been the easiest to give up. Mm. I don't know if I'm going to eat the same after April 15th. I really don't know. No, that and that's—I mean—that's what it takes to break a habit. So that's like the, I've lost taste for a lot of things. I've been trying to not eat meat. I have not bought any meat, so that helps with what I prepare at my house. Yeah, when I called you yesterday <laughs> and asked you what was for dinner. Mm-hmm. What'd she say? It was the most mince and dust. <laughs> no, I... Rabbit food No, I was having... You know, I have a, a veggie spiralizer, so I was having zucchini noodles with onion and baby portobello mushrooms and some Thai simmer sauce. That sounds good. It was good. And then for lunch, I had... Creamy tomato soup, not too much cream though, because it's I dietetic. If I don't have meat in my meal, I feel it's a mental thing. It feels if it doesn't have shaking, it doesn't make sense. Incomplete, no, really. It, it, that's a mental thing, and I'm not trying to be like a pushy because I still eat meat. I still, you know, I still enjoy a chicken yeah, wing and yeah, stuff. Yeah. But uh, that's a, that's strictly a mental thing. And when I went to Gracia's, my and a gray, culture thing. That's like, because what I, that's just how out. I've always been. Like, there's never not um, some sort of meat in my plates. And but so. when you go, like I said, when, me personally, when I went to Gracia's Madre, that opened my eyes to a lot. That's a vegan restaurant in West Hollywood. That opened my eyes to, oh tasty. my gosh, like, it is tasty. this looks like meat, it's like, but it's not. And I can do this. Like, it's just. You know, it's it's a mental thing mm-hmm. for me. So I've been meatless for quite some time now, and I want to say that I might want to keep it that way and only eat meat, you know, if I go out and have, like, a salad with chicken or something or go and have some chicken wings. But I don't know yeah. if I'll ever buy meat from my house actually again mm-hmm. right now. Don't ask me two weeks from now, but right, <laughs> right now, now, that's, right that's, now. That's I've been riding the wave. It's yeah. been cool. <laughs> I can't. I have to have meat. But uh, let's, let's get into these topics. Since we're back, Char, um, yeah, wait, I don't. Well, we will get into you later. Uh-oh. What? What do you mean? What? I don't know your topic. Oh, oh I, I'm gonna introduce it. Okay. Did you want to go first? Oh, uh, I can. I can. Okay. I can. So uh, I don't know if you all have been keeping up, or the listeners have been keeping up with this uh, current season of BETs being Mary Jane. Mm. Shout out to BET, matter of fact. I'm in my BET Awards 2016 shirt today with the print symbol. Um, I've just been feeling really BET lately, so shout out to them. But anyway, um, so last night, 
was be, being Mary Jane's mid-season finale, and I'm so kerfuddled because the season does not pick back up until the <laughs> summer. Like that makes no sense to me. Literally until the summer, like it comes. Well, you remember back. the lawsuit? Yes, I and I honor that lawsuit. Mm-hmm. I, I do remember that, but that's ridiculous to me. <laughs> they should have something should have happened with that filming schedule. You can't give me a mid-season finale. In March. Right, and what is that, like four months? In March, and say we'll be back in July, July 8th, with 10 more episodes. And this is is why BET, honestly, can't retain viewership. I mean, really. (laughs) Or they play the same, you know, like I'm waiting for the uh, new edition movie Marathon to start. But anyway, uh, so (laughs) on Being Mary Jane, if you all have not been keeping up, so uh, Mary Jane is now in New York City, and she is working for a show a la... Good Morning America. Yeah. And What's Rhonda... Good Day... Good Day USA or something yeah. like that. Um, Rhonda is... I don't know if y'all are familiar with the show Half and Half that used to be Valerie on Valerie Yes. Yes. She uh, played Big Dee. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 And yes. she has perpetually kind of... She's been typecast to kind of like that and role. she's good. She's good at it. <laughs> Remember when she was in Jumping the Broom? With Angela Bassett and um, Loretta Devine. Oh, I thought that was the... What, oh, never mind. Go I'm on. familiar, but I've never seen the film. Oh, really? It's like pretty, Mean Girls, like Ghosts, go on? It's pretty... Well, today we're supposed to see Mean Girls. I don't know how that's going to pan out. We planned for Wednesday, March 22nd at Penny's house. Is that what happened? Oh, yes. Oh, my god. That was like two weeks ago. But anyway, um, <laughs> but in the movie, she plays like kind of the same... The same thing. Because Paula Patton's family is like the bougie Creoles. And mm-hmm. then... Um, okay. And then the guy that she's marrying is like the regular, you know, regular degular. Loretta Devine's the matriarch, and then Angela Bassett is I've seen, I think French I've speaking. Seen snippets. Enchantant. <laughs> but anyway, she has this good uh, karaoke scene at the part. She's like, Valerie? wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up. Yes. Okay. So anyway, uh, so Valerie plays Rhonda, and Rhonda is a bona fide bitch, like old mm-hmm. head anchor. Bitch, this Sabotaging season, bitch. and she is getting Mary Jane Paul right the fuck together. together. As a matter of fact, if you didn't catch last night's episode, if you have not watched any of it this season, go watch last night's episode because her character delivered an old nasty read and to Mary Jane. And it's almost—I feel like her character, her being there in this workplace dynamic, almost makes Mary Jane more likable mm-hmm. it, it because you under you you're able to empathize or sympathize with her for some of her ridiculous antics yep. that in past seasons I've been like now Gabrielle yes. Mary Jane whoever you mean like, Mary Jane. <laughs> you are insufferable but this season she's much more tolerable yeah. and and understood yeah okay but so continue. but flash forward uh, I'm giving a brief I'm setting the story up to ask my question to you all so Justin who is played by Michael Ely is a problematic producer from Mary Jane's past mm-hmm. who got her fired Pretty hello eyes. ring a bell if you can relate to that <laughs> so uh, they end up basically one night Mary Jane thinks that she's bonding with Rhonda but Rhonda was getting the tea for Mary Jane and the next day when Mary Jane clocked into work Justin was there Mm-hmm. So they've been kind of forced to work together. And basically last night was one of the hottest scenes. Like B- BET retweeted and favorited my tweet. Gabrielle Union retweeted oh. and favorited my tweet. Because I tweeted and I said, Michael Ely personally, for me, has never really been like, oh, he's so fine. Like, for me. Like, he's just he, just, really? he doesn't do it for me. No. Their for eyes you, were watching guys. For you, Kendall? 
No, yeah, no, no, no. Michael Ely Guys worked. with pretty eyes, what, what I have learned in my journey is I have to imagine <laughs> They're dangerous. Them, I have to imagine them with dark brown eyes. Do, would, I, would I still like you? Or is it literally oh, just your yeah. eyes? <laughs> no, Michael Ely, his whole persona is, is, is no, He's never endearing. been sexy to me. He seems short. He seems skinny. <laughs> like, he doesn't seem oh like God. a man... <laughs> Can I speak my piece or can I speak my piece? Speak your piece. You have your 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 I'm preference. A, do I have the floor? You do you have the okay. floor. Absolutely. So Michael Ely never did it for me, and so but last night the way that he fucked Mary Jane. <gasps> oh yes, it was. I'm sorry, it was explicit. I had to use the f bomb because it was an explicit sex scene. Like insecure. It didn't get that wrong, but it was but, it yeah. was close. Oh, it wasn't HBO sex, but it, it was good. It was like soft porn almost. And so I ended up tweeting and saying, you know, he's never really done it for me before, but he is sexy now. And everybody went up for that tweet. So check that out. But anyway. Even when he had the rabies. Michael Ely has never done it for me. <laughs> I was convinced. I want to hear the this rabies. question. I so my question was... is, Michael, so she ends up. I have up, a question too. So basically but... she ends up sleeping with him. And then in the end, he ends up throwing Kara under the bus. Kara gets suspended. Mm. Okay. okay, this is how the season kind of... And I don't so want to give away any spoilers. this is her best friend. And yes. Producer, and producer, right? Yes. Long time friend. The winning the team. Yes. From Atlanta to New York. The yes. winning team. And we know that to Kara advance. has always... Even when Mary Jane wasn't there for Kara, Kara has always mm-hmm. been in Mary Jane's corner. Yes. So it's like she kind of traded one for the other. She ended up breaking up with Lee. Like, I'm sorry for all these spoilers, but you, right. you gotta like, keep up. Right, I'm just like, oh you my gotta gosh. Keep up. So my question is, have you all... Ever been in a situation where you started out hating someone and then they ended up in your pa- well not you all don't wear panties to my knowledge but ended up in your drawers or have you ever been in a situation Ooh. where you're with the enemy so and then I'll I'll answer once you all have answered yeah do you want to take this I first mean Kendall? so so sh- you know you're you're the queen of is it a mirror a lot of times when we dislike things in Mary people, Jane is a mirror for me mm-hmm. for sure mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yes. Oh yes. Mm-hmm. You so don't you wait. Hold that, on. You don't agree with. So are you saying that Tamar is a mirror for me? No, no. It, I think it's, uh. it's, it depends. <laughs> Could be. No, Tamar's uh. ridiculous. Um, but <laughs> I. So so I recognize that sometimes when I truly dislike people, and and have you know stark difference mm-hmm. it's because they're very similar to me mm-hmm. um, and it's things that I don't want to confront mm-hmm. so I'm really trying to think of one specific instance but I know it's happened mm-hmm. and there's of course there's been exes that I've detested but there was that there's there's something about the them fold. every time you try to leave something keeps coming <laughs> me, exactly. me back me back so yeah, I think that... that so I mean, you've slept with thin, the enemy, thin, so to speak. Thin line between love and hate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I think that, that it, it makes perfect sense that that happened. It's not even a spoiler for me because I could see that coming. The, it was, it was it, 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 boiling right. over. Yeah. So I haven't caught up in the past three weeks or so, but I, I that makes perfect sense. You've got to see last night's episode. The read that Rhonda delivers and the sex scene. And and, and to me, that, that this season, <clears throat> that's been the best. The workplace dynamic. The workplace yeah, politics. Yeah. I it. mean, I kind of miss her family in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shout out to her family. Family. They remembered her birthday. She turned forty yesterday. Oh. Mary Jane, not Gabby. Yeah. Mary Jane's character. And they were because if you remember 44. last last season, 42. maybe yeah. La- I think she's forty four actually. Four. Yeah. Let's ask her. Last season, if you remember, <laughs> her family totally forgot about her birthday, and I felt bad for her because mm-hmm. she thought that they were doing a surprise party, right. and mm-hmm. they legitimately forgot. She gagged. <laughs> so, uh, Jace, so what you, about you? Um. Okay. So this question is kind of funny because I. I, I don't know if I was like, 
<sighs> this is when you have friends as your co-host. Um, so we all know that I wrote a book called Absolutely Me that's available on, on um, which is not a memoir. It's not. <laughs> It's taken from personal experiences, incorporated with other experiences as well. Um, one particular situation that kind of first came to mind was um, a situation, and people know this because it was actually on YouTube. So there was a um, there was a show that was out that was based out of New York that they interviewed me to be a um, go on a blind date with somebody else, mm-hmm. um, and the person that interviewed me was just very aggressive and annoying and on camera. And I knew this was going on YouTube on this big platform. And I was I'm just unfamiliar like, with this. I need to do some research I'm after not. this. Uh, um, so this individual who is, you know, pretty long, like we're like literally fighting on camera and is very passive aggressive. Um, and we're having this argument and, um, and he's trying to set me up with somebody else, but being very deliberate with like, but I'm gonna fuck up your date, and I'm just like, mm, but not say, but not saying that, oh. um, and it was annoying as hell because I wasn't here to date you. I'm here to date somebody else, mm-hmm. um, and we ended up being a thing because it was intriguing to me, um, and I was like, well, let me explore what this is, and it ended up being like a multiple years of you know kind this, of this back and forth back and forth entertaining yeah. this person i can totally agree to that i mean I, i'm sure both of you have seen people that i like i mean sure you know and I'm, and you know uh-huh. jace um and i'm guilty of it too I, that it's I'm like i can go on a, a, of a on a complete tangent as to why i can't stand someone um mm-hmm. and end up Caught. Caught. <laughs> now, what I will say, though, is I'm, it, it, it's, it, and this is probably something I should go seek therapy for, because, <laughs> because w- what won't happen, we will not develop a friend. If I don't respect you, and if I don't like certain qualities mm-hmm. about you, we won't be friends. Right. I take friendship very seriously mm-hmm. in the people that I associate with in that way. Mm-hmm. But in the bedroom, or, you know, yeah. for the fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's different. So I think I need to work on that, actually. Because it, yeah. if I don't... Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, God. you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, but I, I can relate, Jace. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what about yeah, you, Char? Yeah, sure. Because, because I've, always give, I've always told you that you're very Nene and Wendy about things. And once you wash your hands, you're done. But I think you can play the middle a little bit more yeah. than both of them as well. Well, you know... You play the middle? Through my... You do that. Well, in my... Bona fide adult experience. <laughs> Typically, if I don't like you, then I just don't. Like, it ain't happening. Yeah. But when I was watching this and thinking about this question, um, I thought back immediately to undergrad in particular. Um, in undergrad, I'm, there were guys that I did not like, but, like, I came to a head with. Like, you know, like, oh, he is teasing me every time I walk into the calf. Like, almost like a moonlight type thing. Mm-hmm, you know how mm-hmm, we thought that... Mm-hmm. Oh, we thought middle, that Chiron, middle Chiron. Right, we mm-hmm. thought that he was going to end up with the dude with the dreads who kept teasing him. Mm-hmm. We thought something was going to happen because it was obvious that the guy liked him. That's typically how it happened. That is That was my undergrad experience. Just not that bad. No one heckled me that bad. You ain't had to hit nobody over oh, here. With I would have, though. Right. Well, no. I got my life <laughs> From that scene. Oh my! I got my life from that scene. I almost mm, shouted in the theater. <laughs> Woo! I, almost, I felt he did not say his a damn rage. Word. He walked in. I felt the rage through the screen with a bloody lip and a black eye. I felt it the happened. rage. I swear mm-hmm. to God. So anyway, um, so yeah, I think about experiences like that, and I also think about how sometimes how I used to cater to men, and I kind of went on a, a Twitter rant about this last night. 
because I was so accommodating. I used to bend over backwards. Mm-hmm. And uh, and guys, like, I remember there's this one guy in particular who's a part of this one fraternity. I won't say the fraternity's name, but it's a black fraternity, and they are known for hyper-masculinity. Um, so you all listening well. can pick up on that. <laughs> that could be a host of them. No, no, no. No, no, no. There is no, no, one no, no. in and particular. I know exactly what you're talking about. One in particular that is Kendall. known to be the men of men. Oh, okay. So, um... You know, I didn't... I didn't have no divine nine in college, but, uh, but oh I know yeah, Merced. Yeah, you get you, you get a, a, a take. I'll tell you off off uh, air. Okay, he almost said off now. camera. So anyway, um, he was a member of the hypermasculine uh, National Panhellenic Council uh, fraternity, and what we used to do is we were having this hot, passionate sex, but to the campus. Yeah, he hate ha- yes, and what what it worked was he was such a gossiper. When I think back at it, we would be laid up, and he'd be like. Oh, girl ain't really your friend. Oh, she's not? No, because, you know, I was over my line brother's house and you is. and you came up mm-hmm. and she was giggling and kiki cackling and dragging you. But meanwhile, this girl is sitting at my cafeteria table. Yeah. I'm doing her brows and her... Like, we are just... Yeah, joy- in the like, dorm room kicking. Really? And so uh, so that's, that's, that's what was beneficial to both of us. He was getting his kicks on Route 66 and so was I. But I was we were also private eyes for one another because if you looked at it in the grand scheme of things, you would say, oh, Char and Blank... Not only do they not like each other, but they're never seen together. Like, mm. so even if something did arise, mm-hmm. let's say I got mad at him and was like that, and went to the school and was like, "I'm fucking da da da," no one would believe it. Yeah, right. Because you Cause all never so even interact. It was so like mm-hmm. you wouldn't even think that we knew each other. You know, I was actually so thinking I think about of, that the other day too. So I think of that instance, and then there's <coughs> one more of in high school of a girlfriend of mine. This was pre-transition for me. A girlfriend of mine was dating a guy who could not stand me. We all know guys like this. I don't. Go, I don't want to be around all that. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. And we ended up having. Now, granted, happen. That was not her. <laughs> that's Chicago. That's Chicago right. lingo. We, we had. We had. We, had. we ended up having. So, uh, <laughs> to be fair, it was not her boyfriend. They were dating, and it did not oh, you work slept out. With him. Oh yes. Oh yes. And it was. It was. Pretty fucking amazing. Uh-huh. Um, <coughs> even Sometimes though that's the best. In hindsight, I would never give him that satisfaction, but he always did the most when I came around to the point where it made me uncomfortable. Like he was working overtime to make me uncomfortable. He never called me on my name or anything like that. In front and, of your face. In front of my yes. face, because you know, fish. Well, let me not say. It. You know, the the girls wouldn't tell me either way. We'll so, talk about that uh, later. <laughs> so, yes, that is an instance that I can think of that just kind of happened. He ended up writing me, like, on some what you doing type stuff, and it just happened. And so even today, I will get messages or friend requests from guys who wanted nothing to do with me in high school and college. And now all of a sudden it's like, oh, he followed me on Instagram and, like, two of my pictures. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, not, re- my oh, I'm oh, not returning oh, the follow. Yeah. But oh, my goodness. It, it, all the time. Absolutely. But Social media also... has exposed a lot of the people that I knew or went to school with before. And it's just like, oh, you found me. Oh, you're, oh. But weren't you calling me E.T. Fingers back yeah, in the day? Yeah, no, right. No, they're <laughs> really. E.T. Fingers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But so, yeah, you got to watch that. But ultimately, in Mary Jane's case, I believe, like, I was yelling at my TV, do not do it. It's a setup. Well, I You know MJ. It's a setup. going to do it. And she went through with it. And in this case, fortunately, I want to say for all of us, I'm not speaking for you all, but I want to, I would like to imagine that you weren't truly sleeping with the enemy. Like, you know. But she, just. It's a personal thing. 
Justin, her, yes. It, it was it, it, her it, best friend. It cost right. her her job. Right. So now mm. how do you play the double dutch after this you man just what? blow you out and awoken something in you that you weren't doing with Lee from what yeah. we saw on the show? You know what? Um, I was dating somebody and trying to figure back back um, what we were talking about before. Um, dating someone where it's not known. So when y'all are finished, you don't have to be associated with that person. That's an amazing feeling. But anyways, uh, my it thing, I was... It can be amazing, but when it's finished and you can't be set, you can't show any emotion because nobody knew what the fuck was going on, that's not... Or knew any so detail. Mm. Yeah, but if you want to continue dating somebody, you could date his homeboy and no one will say anything. Well, yeah, yes, if you're in a vindictive mindset. <laughs> I mean, if you are I, hurt, just keep in mind. You want to mourn, you can't, you can't you publicly mourn. But can't I have a situation that's kind of somewhere was sleeping with the enemy because I was dating a guy who I knew that my best friend did not like. And because I knew that my best friend did not like this person, I kind of filtered. Like, usually, like, you know, like, hey, I'm dating so-and-so. Like, that was kind of our dynamic. But you got to watch that. Just because your best friend doesn't like them doesn't mean we just talked about, we just spoke mm-hmm. to this. Doesn't mean that they don't eventually tango. Mm, this was, like, years of deeply rooted issue, which eventually it could, but I had no energy to kind Anything's of, like, dra- possible. Anything is possible. It's yeah. possible. Anything is possible. But I, it, when I, when she found out Aww. that I was I know you guys dating. heard Kendall adjusting his Velcro cast <laughs> yeah. just now. That's it's what that crackling too. was. I apologize. Um. But when it did come to head, it ended up almost costing us our friendship because when she was upset with me because one I didn't tell her as a best friend. Understandably. Understandably. If my best friend is dating someone or even one of now. my friends that I cannot stand and you're keeping it a secret from me and then it comes like now, it's something you ain't introduced the story saying be- best. Best yeah. friend and friend are two different things for me. Best friend friends high school. But she, I knew she did not like the person who I was dating. Then there's no um no I would. Place. I don't blame her for being upset. I no, I, I, I think both of us could have handled the situation better. But when the sleeping with the enemy, enemy comes in mind, like that's what kind of mm-hmm. that's what I think of. Because like it wasn't my enemy, but it was her enemy in her mind. And like the, their well, situation not had nothing should, to do with me. Right. That's not saying you should block your blessing, but I believe that for me, I'm trying to think if I were on the receiving end of the friendship, I'd be like, well, why are you? Why did you even keep this? Yeah, you knew because I, I didn't want to hear it. Right, you honestly. knew I would disapprove, but why even keep this a secret? Because the, the way that this works is, let's say that in theory you got your heart broken, you can't run to her. And, I would never and run then, to and, her. And then imagine, imagine how she would have felt if she would have heard it from someone else. And right. I always try to think, but, my best friend, and this is why I said it's different, the, the distinction, uh-huh. because I would give my best friend the benefit of the doubt that whatever they hated them for, hate and despise has some validity for, has validity as to why and I no, would and ain't no pettiness right it why was I a story wouldn't. that was like from years and years yeah. and years ago that, so does that does that put the validity does into it question negate mm, the does that take I'm away? not gonna tell the story on air but it was was it pretty bad? much it was it was it eh, I mean it depends on who you ask it was basically he said she said situation that had nothing to do with me and this but it was it was bad, but I saw both sides of the story. Okay. That's what it was. It, to me, you know, whether, whether whoever's right or wrong, I think for me it's always, is it worth it? Is this bust? Is this situationship? Is this worth it? And especially Ultimately. if I'm, if I'm going, was. if I'm going to keep it in the dark, if I'm going to, you know, the fallout run is real. around. Right. And you mm-hmm. can't keep secrets no matter how, and, and this is something that I have learned from a young age, even though I have plenty of secrets. <laughs> But mm-hmm. uh, everything done Pandora's in the dark. Box. Oh yes, 
everything Pandora for my own box and others. Uh-huh. Um, so, but I do know that everything done it's in the, the dark. Bone collector. One literally, <laughs> I'm just not the bone exposer. But that, right. it's it's in here. Uh-huh. But um, everything done in the dark does one day uh, surface. So when you life. make these decisions, especially romantic decisions, it's like, mm-hmm. are you prepared? I get that people are in the heat of the moment, but the fallout, like, you know, yeah. are you prepared for the potential fallout? Right. And I think that takes maturity. That it does. That takes maturity to, it really, does. to really weigh all those right. sides and think right. about. Because, I mean, when you think, especially if it's just a night thing, some liquor's in mm-hmm. you. Is it worth- Liquor will always mess it up. <laughs> liquor always messes it up. Or makes it better. No, 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 no. I mean, I'm talking about your ju- <laughs> the judgment. Your judgment. The judgment. Mm. The frontal lobe. Uh-huh. Was that supposed uh-huh. to be? The ego the takes liquor, a front row. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. feel invincible, untouchable. And then before you know it, you wake up next to the person that you hate or that you're disgusted by. Yeah. And you're wondering how you got how there. How did this happen? How did I wake up in West Hollywood with you laying next mm-hmm. to me? Get me out of here. Where are my pants? Get me out of here. Absolutely. Call my Uber. And that was an example, by the way, not from personal lived experience. Are you sure? We don't know. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know we have secrets. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. Mm-hmm. That was yes. a good topic, Char. Thank you. I like that. Um, okay. Did you, you want to jump in there? I'll jump. I'll jump in. Jump. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so how many of you, well, there's only two other people in the room, but <laughs> did you guys see- And the listeners. Um, uh, yes, uh, Dave Chappelle's any e- either of his new two um, Netflix shows. I've seen the tweets. Stand ups. I saw one of them. I didn't know that there was two out. I saw one of them, but I heard that the second on Twitter this morning. I heard that the second might be better. I mean, might be worse than the first. Well, well, okay. So there's two of them. Deep in the heart of Texas was filmed in 2000. Was recorded in 2015. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then the Age of Spin, which you and I saw, Shar. Is 2016 okay um, at the Palladium here in Los Angeles? So um, with the sea full of white people, yes. So we'll get gotcha. there. Oh, so you know, learning. Dave Chappelle walked away from a huge mega deal about 12 years ago, mm-hmm. um, and hopped on a plane and went to Africa, and and just dipped. And we really didn't see much of him within those the last 12 years. Um, so this, and I, and so I mean, 12 years ago, I was 12. Were you really? What? I'm 24, right? Oh so, my gosh! So, I was about to graduate high school. Yeah, so, we were. So, no, 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 no. I had graduate. We had graduated. No. We were freshmen in college, sweetie. I graduated class of 2006. Me too. It's 2017. Oh, 12 years. Uh, 12 years ago. We were oh yeah. Juniors. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh my seniors. gosh! 12 years. We were ago. driving and destiny you know, fulfilled. Sneaking booze. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I mean, at the time, <laughs> you were. Tw- oh my god! At the time, I was not like. I mean, and I know I won't say that I was too young. Like, okay. Perspective. Oh my God, I am literally cringing. I'm young. Sorry, go on. So, at the time, I won't say I was too young because I know plenty of my peers that were indulging in the Mm -hmm. Chappelle show and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. Comedy Central, I never turned it on, it wasn't my thing. I wasn't um, rushing so, to the TV every Tuesday or whatever. To whatever catch the came Chappelle on, show. no. So mm-hmm. I didn't know. I knew a couple of the skits that he had done, like the Ashy Lip one and like Prince, yeah, uh, R. Kelly with the P on you, yeah, mm-hmm. like stuff like that. But I never really indulged, and this wasn't the age of YouTube either. So I, you know, I, once you miss it, you, you or miss DVR, it. right? So I, <laughs> it wasn't for me. So at, so this this particular stand up special, The Age of Spin, was my first. I've never watched a full stand up 
of Dave Chappelle. Me I think I tuned into his Saturday Night Live monologue recently. Yes. Um, and that was about it. Yeah. In terms of... So I was I was just interested to see what the hype was about. Mm-hmm. You know, he's back. What is this about? I should note that I went back and watched this series. Because in college, you know, this was before YouTube was really popping. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm not that old. College was like 06. Yeah. But, you know, there was just like four YouTube person. Like shows weren't allowed on YouTube yeah. and things like that. But um, a lot of people had the DVD collection yeah. of yeah. the first no, it's season. A, it's a cult So following. I watched yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I, n- I, I still haven't done that. But... Needless to say, I watched it and I was um, <laughs> I was both disgusted as well as pleasantly surprised. Um, I Those suppose are two and they, they are very two two big extremes. But like I said, I walked in completely like I didn't know his history of homophobia. I didn't know. I, I've always looked at. I've known the black community or the community media in general kind of looks at Chappelle as some you know God. beacon of enlightened comedy. So it's not the the lowbrow crass to to what I understood of him. So it ain't I, some more. Shout what? out to <laughs> some more. I love some more. That's my type of comedy. Ooh, I love me some some more. See, but I grew up. So the comedy that I did watch is actually white women. Like really, I, I love, that's why you love. Kathy I love Griffin. Kathy Griffin and her Bravo special her back bra- in those met, days. Uh, angry black woman or, or, or a strong black woman or whatever. I that, love. But. Yeah, I like Kathy Griffin too. But you didn't watch the Kings and Queens of Comedy. I I was young. I was young. My parents yes. wouldn't let me watch that. I've I've watched it since. But yeah. those but are they're there's good. a couple of what them. What was that show on BET that they had? Comic, Comic View. I did Comic watch View. Comic View. There Comic was View was out. only good. I'll never right forget before BET Uncut. Cheryl Underwood hosted one of the some of the latter seasons mm-hmm. of comic it, the best was Bruce Bruce and mm-hmm. I'll never forget New Orleans. Bruce Bruce hit it somebody um, like made a joke about taking her job and like being able to do her hosting better than her like Ooh. one of the comics that came out and she came back out in that next and roasted segment them. and roasted them I thought it was hilarious that was Cheryl so, don't play so yeah so anyway so why were you disgusted and enlightened oh so okay so I was disgusted because he is problematic mm-hmm. his his Sentiments or his his comedy, his humor surrounding LGBTQIA um, individuals was was just it was lowbrow. It wasn't enlightened. It was not progressive. It, it was very much low hanging fruit. The trans joke was the like, trans joke was was the what worst was the to trans me. Joke? The trans joke was uh, well. For one, he a, kept saying a transgender instead of saying transgender person, woman or humanize them. Yeah. So. So that was they walk in a boardroom and, and they set the their dick, dick on, the on their table and then had a lower tone voice. It was just it was like okay. That he was, said I used to work with the joke was basically I used to work with a transgender back in Hollywood and uh, scariest thing in the world. Yeah, he kept saying how terrified he was and so um, he said that they walk in the boardroom and mean mug everyone and then throw her dick on the table and say let's. And do then he was kind of walking gentlemen. around the stage and this like. You know, the like he like he, as if he had on high heels, but super tall and oh, not and, to mention the the joke masculine. he made about uh, let's get our let's when your homeboys like let's go get vaginas oh and go to God. the club and, and trick and niggas trick into niggas fooling. And it was just into per- fucking us. perpetuating some of the most awful and unrealistic as if the violence, as if the extermination of black trans women ain't real, right? Um, so I, Ooh, I thought Jesus. that that was, so this is why I was disgusted. Mm. I literally sat there at the TV and I wanted to turn it off. Um, but you felt obligated felt to watch the whole thing, yeah. to be a part of the conversation. To, to, to be a part of the conversation and to not be, you know... Uh, or... 
you know, just ration my, my judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, I mm-hmm. had to, to judge it from a whole. So on the other side of things, where I was pleasantly surprised was that, he, that I, I recognize the comedy is an art. Um, and that stand-up <laughs> comedy is truly an art. And so the way I thought he thread the, it started out by telling that he was going to say, he was going to tell four instances in which he met Met O.J. Simpson. He ran into O.J. Simpson. And so, and then. So weird that he ran into O.J. and Nicole though. Yeah. The first time. Right. And so all of them, so all of the little stories that he told about his time away from Hollywood and even the trans, all of them. And so, and then, so the other enlightening and, and I thought. Okay, so it's it's just it's it's funny that I can be that I can say I'll be on such different sides of the spectrum because mm-hmm. the I think it de- it it's it shows truly exactly how I feel the Cosby jokes. So he okay. has the, he has this awful humor rape about jokes. rape culture, okay. mm-hmm. but he does such a brilliant job in showing the human and and the the influential way the influential ways that Bill Cosby has. Has had in the black community mm-hmm. um, and in media and he in general. Me on some I didn't know that he, uh, Bill Cosby, had a clinical psychologist to make sure that there was no negative, negative depictions of, of African Americans yeah. on mm-hmm. his shows. Um, which that's I thorough. mean, that's nice. But then we see Bill Cosby but it's ten like years ago. Quaaludes, my nigga. Right. Like, <laughs> but then, I mean, but Bill Cosby in his in, in in throughout his entire career has also the respectability and all black that. People. Pull your so, hands up, and then, so mm-hmm. it's two sides of the coin. But <laughs> I thought that uh, Dave Chappelle was not, you know, the bright, enlightened that I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Um, he made these comments about, you know, a, a white woman rushing towards him, thinking that he didn't understand what feminism was. And as a black man... He, that was funny. He understood, <laughs> like, how dare you tell me what suffering is? Because as a black man, nobody suffers quite like me. Mm-hmm. And while I respected that as a black man... I also thought it was just interesting because he did nothing to humanize the LGBTQIA community. Nope. So it was just, it was like, you get it, but then you still don't. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it all goes back to, you know, the the, the Bible touting church and, and all of that in terms of, and he even made jokes about, about the LGBT community um, wanting wanting their, their rights too, too quickly. He said the T stood for <laughs> tough road ahead. Yeah, yeah. That's what the T in LGBT stands for. Regarding trans people, tough road ahead. Basically, good luck, Buttercup. And then, 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 wow. and then, refers to Caitlyn Jenner and 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 how and reference that gave the historical perspective as somebody that was alive as Bruce Jenner was, mm-hmm. you know, a, an apex. American yeah. icon. Right, right. And then you see um, this transition, and he and I thought it was funny that he said where uh, he couldn't believe that transgender rights were surpassing black rights. And so it, in it, certain regards, I thought that it was in certain regards, but, it's, certain all, regards. but it's all, but it's all relative oppression Olympics. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, none of it is right. And, and neither of us should be waiting in line. Right. For human rights. And so I thought, I, again, I think that he did an interesting job in threading, again, the OJ in the year of the OJ, you know, the OJ resurgence. And now the, the second time OJ didn't recognize, didn't recognize him, and Sharon him. was like, how dare you? <laughs> right. That's my mom's name. That's how I remember and, that. <laughs> and then ended with uh, saying that OJ came to he and uh, Chris Tucker and asked for a picture, and he said, my, my career is failing. Yeah. I can't afford I can't. We can't <laughs> to right take now. a picture with right you now. right now. So, you know, it had its My intro to Dave Chappelle was Nutty Professor. Not to cut you off. Never saw it. You never saw the Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy? We can't be friends. You know, any of them? 
Not we, even a original. We strictly have a working relationship. The clumps and all that. No. Mm-hmm. Ah! We strictly have. But Jada Pickett from, from here on out, Kendall and I buddy love. have a working relationship. <laughs> next time you, you don't know you, buddy Next love. time you get on the Insta Snap and you see us together, please call her out. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I I don't know. You know, I can't dismiss them. It is what it is. But I, I be I, educate yourself. Be I don't know. But what I wanted to ask you guys was. Um, so he's married to a Filipino, Filipino woman, mm-hmm. and and a lot of the, really? the people in the that. audience um, were um, white, white interracial relations. I saw a lot of interracial relations. I saw a lot of mixed people too. Um, a lot of mixed people, and but there was a lot of laughs, even even in the most uncomfortable, problematic. He's nigga topics. every five seconds. There and were a lot of laughs. There's like close ups on Brett from the frat house, right. like falling out laughing. Right. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about our uh, cisgender heterosexual quote unquote allies? Because he made himself, he made himself, he, he disclaimed that he's an ally of the feminism yes. movement. Um, it, it, they call them bitch ass niggas, but he was, he still wants to stand proud. Yes. Um, and, and, and that he respects people's <clears throat> right to choose and, mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. Despite it's like a clusterfuck, right, really. Right. Pardon my language. But I saw on Twitter someone saying that, you know, it is. um, right. That you can say things, but it's in your actions. And I want to right. refer everyone to someone who April I love Rain. following. Yes. yes, April Rain. Yes. She did a Twitter thread about uh, the exclusion of LGBT folks. And I can't pull up the tweet right now. I can't find the guy. But he wrote, there was a, a, a guy who identifies as gay, and he's black. And he says that watching this comedy f- special felt exclusionary uh, yet again. It felt like... The world is like, oh, Chappelle is for us, like the people, but him with him being gay, you're not for it. Felt like he equated it to barber mm-hmm. shops and certain spaces that gay like men like beautiful unless you're gay. Gay men hold Absolutely. where mm-hmm. it's it's not for us. Absolutely. So he said that he could not enjoy it. But um some of the things I'm not gonna read her whole thread, but uh some of the things that really stood out to me, because I read her thread prior to watching, watching it. Okay. But Same. I wanted to approach Same. it with a clean slate. I found her thread this morning slate. after I watched it. I wanted to approach it with a clean slate. So I went into it, with, and I did chuckle a few times. I chuckled. Because I respect comedy for what it is. I enjoyed Richard Pryor's stand-up. I enjoyed Eddie Murphy's stand-up. I enjoyed Martin Lawrence's stand-up. But I do understand Absolutely. some of the argument that I've seen from cishet men are that everyone's so sensitive and that you can't, jokes that would have flown back then, you can't, which I, I will admit, jokes that would have flown 10, 15 years ago. Because when you know you better, you do better. Exactly. So when you've had 12 years and all you can do is sit home and ponder on what the hell you're going to come exactly. back with. Exactly. I would anticipate that as, as this relished icon that's supposed to be so progressive and you get black issues, but you can't get our mm-hmm. issues. No, I can't support you. And it, it uh, someone said that, I, I also saw this on Twitter. I can't remember if it was April or not. I need to start marking these tweets. But uh, they said that Chappelle was going to get views regardless because he's controversial. And like you said, he's looked at as like the woke comedian. Mm-hmm. So whether he included the anti-LGBT rhetoric or not, he was still going to get the views so because people are anticipating Therefore, it was unnecessary. It was totally of unnecessary. Of all of the things to kind of do, and, and where we are after the Pulse shooting, with Trump, yes. in, uh, with Trump in office, Come on. I would just... Come on! I would just, with the trans genocide going right. on. I like, would really, again, granted, what I will say is... This was last year. Nothing much has changed. There were trans ter- women right, no, murdered at a staggering rate last year. I know, but it's not, it, it's not like 
yesterday. Yes. I, I'll, I'll give him that. So the, the one, one of the articles, the Paste article that I've been reading, um, that kind of summed all of this up, did that, you know, in a perspective of current day, what Trump, you know, what Trump has done so far, we're going to have to wait because there's supposed to be four specials done for Netflix. That's what the, oh. 60, that's what the 60 million is contingent on. So. Well, April said, by way of context, that she is 46 and Chappelle is 43. Okay? She's grown up with this. Right. So she says, so I've been in the mix for his entire career. I've lived it in real time. I was salivating for the new Chappelle specials. It had been 12 years. I knew his stuff had been problematic before, but I was hoping for growth. But Chappelle's material was homophobic and transphobic and involved rape culture. I've grown too much. To not speak up about it. Mm. That should be noted. Is okay? she, she's a straight woman. Yes, she's gender. cishet black mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. One can say, quote, lighten up, grow up, it's comedy, relax, take a joke, end quote. But if it was a white comedian being racist, would you still say that? Mm. I would be a hypocrite and a failure as a supporter of the LGBTQIA folks and sexual abuse survivors to sit quietly and say nothing about Chappelle. Chappelle has been called out about his homophobia before, addressed it in his show, and then continued to be homophobic. What has he learned? What I have learned... Right. What I have learned is that I can register my disappointment, Mm. but then fall back and let LGBTQIA folks and assault survivors speak. So I will. Mm. Then she went on to say, I have LGBTQIA folks in my mentions repeatedly using the word, quote, expendable. To describe how Chappelle's specials made them feel sad face. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I mean, if you find that funny, he made that joke. I didn't, that was the, that was the least funny about the, the gay producer and what they were interested in and what, yeah, the, with the, what movies. the conservative Texas. Because I didn't get how he tied rape into that. Now, what, now, I thought it was clever the way he did at the, the Bill Cosby superhero you didn't see. Oh, that was the Bill Cosby superhero. Yeah. So okay. at the time, he just introduced. I must have it. been snacking on some macadamias <laughs> or something at that point. So that's why I, I said, got tired of the movie. Uh, that's why I said that I thought that it was that I was pleasantly surprised by. You know, he's he's good at his craft. Whether the jokes yes, are, I will he's, not he's good at his craft. Yes. Right. And I'll give. But him the content that. is trash. Some of it. Good at his craft, but the content is trash. <laughs> some of it. Yeah, and I think there's just there's just a more responsible uh, way to do that. Yeah, I I. Did not watch Chappelle back in the day. My little brother did. Um, he was into it. Like that's how kind of how I saw everything. And I remember like the crack, the crack lips with the donuts. Ashley Larry. Ashley Larry. I think yeah, that was Ashley his Larry. Name. Right. I remember people that for Halloween. I remember my friend had donuts and put donut yeah, powder all was... over his mouth and like had a red beanie on and was walking around yeah. campus. And you could still do that today, and people would know people who you know are. Who, yeah. So Absolutely. he's he's so with he that said, he's an icon. icon. Right. Yeah. Um. But with any comedy, like the reason why jokes are funny is because there's a somewhat truth to them. Now, using that and, I, and they pull from their truth, own experiences. Right, 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 right. But that truth, there's. I think there's. I haven't seen it, and this is a clever way to kind of address social topics by using kind of like Kiss and Tell Radio. We use pop culture to address real life issues. Mm-hmm. If you can use comedies to do that, then by all means. But this sounds like something that's completely different. He's using the content that to he's, perpetuate the same bullshit that we deal with every day. Right, right, right. He didn't do so, anything to challenge that. No. Right, exactly. And so I think that's where the issue comes in. Like there's shows that are funny that you're like, ha 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 ha, because that is true. You know, black people saying black jokes about the cookout or whatever stereotype types that come with black people. Which is stupid to me. Right. Ha, Ain't ha, nobody ha. invited to my cookout. For what? 
for hugging a black person, for being able to whip and nay nay, you can come to the cookout. No, some um, good ass. Uh, what was that thing? Oh wait, never mind. we'll talk about that later. Um, but yeah, I I, don't, I have to see it. I kind of I'm kind of curious to see what it is now. But there's been several instances where people who are straight, and that kind of ties into like my topic as well. Uh, people who are straight making commentary on LGBT issues or comments that are not LGBT, oh, yes. and there's misinformation or it's like funny da da da, da and it's like no 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 like that's not your lived experience, and like yeah you may be affiliated to some degree because you have, have a gay cousin you have but a gay cousin not... or like a transgender person that you worked with back in the day, but like that's not your lived experience, and like you on your platform who has a huge audience are using the content from our folks. Just like kind of how you sent the article about, um, oh, um, Ryan Murphy, right, mm-hmm. doing the thing with the um, the ballroom scene in New York, mm-hmm. Pose, his new show on FX, right. Um, and did you see the article I sent you guys also after? Like, I'm tired of white people telling the, the LGBT narrative. But in fairness, you know, Ryan Murphy has yet. I mean, he can be probably everybody's problematic, but Ryan Murphy. <laughs> has tended to do a fantastic job as far as historical accuracy. Yeah. I'm not in attacking him, but I'm saying the concept of someone who doesn't, doesn't so him directly in per- apply. him in particular, I don't mind do- right. tackling I this. Mean, I see but I'm saying the concept of taking someone who, were there, it's not their necessarily lived experience, but taking it as content for, the, s- for their bigger platform. I see it. I see it very synonymous to, to like Western education. Like, all we know is white history. Mm-hmm. Or what Western religion? Right. Hidden figures. Right. No all one we, knew that story, and that's huge. Right. And that's all we know. So I think the same thing when you have, you know, whether it is whether they are a part of the LGBT community, and they, but but the white perspective, mm-hmm. when that's not everybody's lived experience. Right. I mean, that's not even necessarily Oof. the majority's lived experience. I was watching a show. It's Hollywood's lived um, experience. Right. I was watching. Do you have the guys seen Believer on CNN? Believer, no. no. Yeah, so is that narrated by Morgan Freeman? No, oh. some other person. I don't know what his name is. Um, I forgot. But basically, he goes around to diff- different like religions and cultures. I've and... heard about it. Different parts of the world. And... Right, 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 right. Um, so I'm watching the show, and the episode I watched was about Haiti and voodoo, mm-hmm. and literally like the first twenty minutes had me like gagging in a bad way. Because he's pretty much talking, he's in Haiti talking to all these white pastors saying how, you know, the reason why Haiti's in so much turmoil is because yes, they, so sold, they sold it it's to the devil and the Christianity and da, 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 And then... That's why it is divided with... The, the Dominican Republic is what's connected yeah, to Haiti, right? DR and And then, they're Catholic and a lot of Haitians do the right, traditional right, right. Uh, African customs of uh, voodoo, voodoo and things. And yeah. it's not... I've done papers on voodoo before in college humanities classes and it is not what Western people it's have It's another religion. To and I'm... But I said it to say, like, you're on CNN as a platform and I was happy that he kind of turned it around at the end of the... Um, and actually went to the different voodoo churches and talked with them. So it didn't... It it's it, almost synonymous not to rock the table, but mm-hmm. a voodoo ceremony is almost synonymous to some of these uh, divisions of Christianity as far Absolutely. as apostolic and Baptist. You know, when you play dun, 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 Speaking in tongues. You get the like, Holy Spirit. That is this, that. If you watch a voodoo ceremony Absolutely. of their religion, it is Absolutely. essentially the same thing. Mm-hmm. The organ, instead of the organ, it's beating on drums. Instead of the Holy Spirit, it's one of the deities that they acknowledge, you know, um, getting happy, dancing around. Like, it's, it's, right. it's, Crazy. But I was happy that he used this platform to then turn that narrative around and go to the actual 
ruder people to talk in Haiti to, right, to talk right, about right. it. Yes. And like using that. But when I see people who this doesn't directly it's not their story telling it, that just kinda gets like eh, like that's not your place. Well or if it is your place, do your research. Well what I felt with Chappelle in particular is I was a little bit triggered because when I first moved to Los Angeles um, it's no secret I lived with three white boys, three cishet white boys. Hey, frat. And it was awful. And one of them, the only one that I really got along with, he was obsessed with Chappelle. He was a white boy, Jewish from New York and upstate New York. <clears throat> and he was obsessed with Chappelle. And we often would have cultural conversations with me, kind of, sort of, I'm going to admit to it, policing, you know, making sure like, you know, you can't. Say even though, you know, mm-hmm. you laugh at this, you mm-hmm. know. And he was very open and receptive to it. But what was triggering for me is we met in June. And in August, Mike Brown was gunned down in Ferguson. And he kind of became mute. And that is what kind of was like my trick. Because you're still enjoying the Chappelle Show DVDs and being a part of the conversation, quote unquote, and a part of our culture. But you can't even acknowledge. And no. I don't even want to go into tent because I know plenty of white folks like that. But you yeah. can't even acknowledge what happened in Ferguson. And I mean, you turn up plenty of white folks like that, but that's exactly what what Chappelle is doing. You want to be a part of the conversation and talk about the transgender woman that represented you as an agent while or in, lady in Hollywood. Boys. Right. Or, or the producer that you wanted to hire you mm-hmm. in Hollywood, but when something like Pulse happens or when you get the opportunity to get a $60 or when million dollar, is gunned down in New Orleans. A $60 million platform like Netflix to do a comedy special... You preach the same bullshit instead of because he could he could have easily co- made a colorful joke against transphobes absolutely or homophobes. He, he is the guy to do He's that. He's skilled enough. He is the one to yeah. push that envelope. I'm not looking to Steve Harvey to do that. And that would have rocked it because so many of my Twitter followers and Facebook people were watching Chappelle's absolutely. comedy show. So to know that some of their ideals are reaffirmed, you know. Right. A pat on the back. Right. It's like, uh, it's annoying. Dave said it too. Right. So Dave, it's funny to me. Right. Did you throw your dick on the table? They <laughs> <laughs> be trying to chick you in the club too? Yeah. It, so let's kill him. Let's kill him. It truly is problematic. Mm-hmm. So do you guys think that he has LGBT people like beforehand, like watching the content before no. it goes on air? No. no. He don't care. He, don't care. he does not because as April Rain stated... He was called out for his homophobia it's, and continued it's it. Conveniently mm-hmm. comedy. It's conveniently just it. comedy. And to be fair, to be fair, when you have people like Sarah Silverman who do blackface and you have and say, "I look like the beautiful Queen Latifah," right? That oh was her quote. In or blackface. you have, or you have Amy Schumer do a Beyonce parody. How can I police them and tell them they're problematic and and appropriating and offensive? It, it, it's along the same vein mm-hmm. that Dave Chappelle is doing to the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. We all have to be responsible for the lack of humanizing that we participate in um, and perpetuation of problematic stereotypes. So I, I can't give any of it a pass, um, black or not. He can speak to the black man's plight, and that's what I'm most familiar with. But as an ally and as a human being, mm-hmm. I find it problematic what he does to everybody else. Right. But So would you recommend the show to somebody else? They can watch it for research purposes. Absolutely, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna tell you what to watch. Right, I ain't gonna tell you what to watch now. It's on Netflix. Get Bay's right. password. Right, and mm-hmm. and judge for yourselves. And when you all do watch it, how about you tweet KAT Radio or us and, individually let and us let us know, know your you thoughts. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're gonna. Uh, actually, my topic kind of like piggybacks on 
Mm, yeah, kind of on your topic. So basically, somebody, I posted on Twitter yesterday and Facebook today a question um, that has gotten a lot of traction. And the exact question was, and I'll tell you where it came from as well. Um, so how do we have a respectful conversation amongst the entire black community addressing black LGBT issues? Um, so this kind of came from, I get asked to do a lot of interviews and like beyond certain things, da, 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 da. Um, but I always find it most interesting when straight, uh, programs or media outlets ask me to do things and, and especially the way that they ask me as well. Um, so usually it's like, well, I don't want to sound dumb, but, or I don't want to ask a super heterosexual question, but that, that, that. And so it kind of comes with this, like, prefix of, like, I don't want to sound stupid. Which, in my end, I have all the patience. Like, I'd rather you ask me and sound dumb, and I could correct you, than to just not ask at all and just be ignorant. Um, Glad they ask you, Jace. Yeah, Cause, exactly. Because we, we know who here does not have I know, because you don't want to tell people how to put a 2 But we know that Google's on. a touch away. I should know that. Google's a touch away, but there's also a lot of I know there's nuance that goes into it, but... Right, because yeah. the internet is very, very vast. And some of the shit isn't, isn't, isn't subjective. It's trivial. It's, it's, it's there. It's, <laughs> again, is, are you a know. human? But, Let Jay set up his... Yeah. So... Anyway, so I kind of put that out there, and I got actually several phone calls and emails, like, you know, da 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 blah, 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 blah. Um, I actually did a show, um, and I remember one guy, cisgender, heterosexual male, called in, and he was like, oh, no, never mind. Hung up, called back five minutes later. All right, I'm going to ask the question. So you said that sex doesn't have anything to do with your sexuality. How is that possible? And I said, sir, do you identify as a heterosexual male? He said, yes. All right, well, if you never had sex, would you still be any less straight? Oh. So, like, these are the questions that people have questions about, but, like, they don't want to ask because they feel stupid, dumb, or embarrassed. So I'm really trying to figure out how do we have these topics that people have questions about and make it so people feel, one, comfortable asking them, two, the recipient feeling comfortable and not offended, and also, three, weeding out the bullshit. So I had got a... It's kind of like how do we kind of un, effectively unify the community. And Shari, you kind of know where this is also stems from as well. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, basically, I did a show yesterday that Jace was the liaison for. He had previously done this radio show where callers could call in, and the host was looking for a trans woman to discuss Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie, famed feminist, um, her recent comments about trans women, and I agreed to it prematurely. It wasn't until I got a message from someone who she featured on her Facebook page uh, that who was trans, who she chose to misgender and use words like he, and it was an awful picture on top of that, um, that I questioned what it, what it was that I'm stepping into. Am I stepping into a Tommy Loren-esque space? Right. Um, and so my thing is I'm very, very, it's like I'm, I'm caught in the middle because I'm very, very open to the dialogue. Mm -hmm. I really am without getting offended and storm. Because I know that some people don't have the language. They don't know. I'm open to it. Mm -hmm. But in certain respects, I don't feel that I want to make a life out of constantly explaining why I deserve 
to be here. I don't feel like I need mm. to make a life or a career out of constantly explaining my basic human right, my existence. Exactly. I'm not trying exactly. to go on some type of press tour on why trans people are people right. and why I deserve to pee in public space. Right. I'm not interested in that, especially... And in spaces I feel safe in, in most countries. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. And especially because these conversations are being had all over the place. I know I always joke around and say Google, but literally there have been documentary after documentary that are accessible on YouTube, Netflix, HBO Go. There have been interviews, Katie Couric, and um, just tons of people interviewing trans people that you can literally have these answers to. At your disposal, at your free will. So I'm I'm caught in the middle because, like I said, I'm willing to have it. But when I see problematic things like that and questions being posed of, did God make a mistake? Like so, things that are extremely so juvenile to me. Coming from adults. Um, adults who position themselves as journalists. Yeah. Right, ultimately. And mm-hmm. to me, the first prong of journalism is doing your research. Doing right. So your I am research. not... Whether I can't speak to 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 um, a transgender question, but whether and what whatever the topic is, whether it is coming from uh, from perspective of I want to understand the black experience, I want to understand the gay right. experience. All of those experiences are very personal and come with their own trauma. Mm-hmm. So every day that you want to poke and prod and ask me questions yes. to make yourself feel better about the way that you choose to navigate the world, that is not my responsibility. And that is why I say I choose whether and when I step into those spaces and when I choose to answer those questions. And you won't police my reaction to those questions. No, and I even... Again, it comes with my own lived experience. Yes. It's not just this, well, I read this book and, you know, this is my take. And this is no. what I got from To Kill a Mockingbird. No, what did no, no. you get? This is mm-hmm. my 24-year lived experience as a black man. And, and you th- have to watch, you have to watch, like, for example, and I'm not dogging out the girl, because I really did enjoy the interview. I did have a caller that was problematic, and he used an analogy of, uh, like, one of the questions was, should trans people be required to put the prefix before, you know, like, should you be required to identify as a trans woman or just a woman? And I said, that's up to the individual experience. I choose to navigate publicly as a trans woman because I am terrified of being killed at the hands of male violence and then someone saying that they didn't know. Yeah. The world would have to say, impossible. Yeah. Impossible. So, um, and then... um, and someone called in and said that not only was I arrogant, because God, I don't even want to get into this, but not only was I arrogant because God don't make mistakes and selfish, but should he be able, since it's all about self-identification, should he be able to go into a, a bank and say, I want to open a loan because I feel like a white man? And I said, what? sir, I had to get him together because he was being utterly I'm ridiculous. Wasn't that, a, wasn't that a, a thing... Like, that was a lot when when Caitlyn Jenner and yes. Rachel Dolezal yes. were out that same yes. summer. That, I remember well, that. if Caitlyn can be a woman, why can't Rachel be you black? Can be, you can be transracial. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> Kelly Price made a crude joke about that. So it's like I do, do not feel like, and you made a great point regarding the trauma of it. I just feel like, and it, I feel like I'm talking in circles. But I, what I do want to make a point of is how I mentioned uh, we were talking about the bathroom during this particular interview. I said trans people just want to pee. I went on to say, <laughs> like, on, on record, more conservative politicians have been caught in the bathroom abusing their privilege in crude instances. Than tra- no trans right. person in my research 
is interested in children. Because well, the conservative say, people... It's not that, about the bathroom. Or it's not about the bathroom just like it wasn't about the water. Exactly. Bathroom. Right, right, right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's about you always want to tout safety, but it's, safety is never really the issue here. And that's mm-hmm. what I told... I said, if no. you look at it, the, the right wing is using women's, uh, quote-unquote, women's rights and women's safeties as a, prom, as, a, as a pawn in their sick game. Because they don't care about you all when it comes to contraceptives no. and how you're protecting yourself. Roe v. Wade, they'll take that away. Oh, yes. But let's just... And I, ta- <laughs> and I mentioned how the trans bathroom debate literally sparked up out of nowhere. It was like someone had this meeting and it sparked up out of nowhere because it's not based off of any merit. It's not like mm-hmm. trans people had been snatching up kids Hello. in the bathroom Hello. and now we have to do something right. about it. You all right. literally birthed this y'all out had, of Y'all had Sandy Hook to do something about. It, come, I should have brought that up. Mm. But what I mentioned, just to round out my point, what I also mentioned is, is I said that it goes back to demonizing, unnecessarily demonizing trans people as they once did gay people with right. pedophilia. And, they and I said, did black people. And I said, in our culture, a lot of the times when people come out, that one of the first questions asked was, have you been touched? Who touched you? <laughs> mm-hmm. And the interviewer had the nerve to say, yeah, I'm sure you've been through that. Like, been through that line of questioning. And I said, no, I have not. Not in my personal family. I said, if I've been met with that questioning, it was in a classroom setting with a peer. But be yeah. clear, my parents... My family didn't come with that no. ignorance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm no. sorry. Oh, no. I'm sorry. Oh, no. And I don't want to get defensive <laughs> or taken out. Because like I said, she's a sweet girl. But it's like for her, she let her bias seep through that but interview. But see, then that's my point. Like, how do you... like? Because honestly, people ask questions that are not... It's not intentionally meant to be like If you degrading. think trans people and gay people are the way that they are because they've been molested... No, I'm not You need to pick that. up a fucking book. I'm not taking that. I'm talking about <laughs> you need to her pick up asking a book. the question... That was not a question that she asked. She implied, yeah, I'm sure you've been through that. But listen, whether it was a question... It's ignorant, and you corrected her, I'm sure. And that's not a question. That's not a question. It's ignorant, and she probably did not have the intent to offend. Right. But intent versus impact is real. And again, the impact of that trauma that I have to face, I don't... That's not fair to me. Mm-hmm. Do your own goddamn research. Do your own. Mm. Is that literally what it boils down to? If you're holding if you're holding public court, if you are willing to get up in front of an audience of people whether it is a podcast or a TV show or a forum or a live show and interview someone, aside from what you said the first journalistic rule is, if you're interviewing anyone, the key thing that you do you no one steps into an interview blindly because you might get got right you might get fucking got so what you have to do is your research and that is literally what it boils down to so when when it comes to these when it comes to these conversations with cis het people who don't get it i need i think i'd be more open to the conversation if you pose it to me like char you know i've you know, I've I've read this book about so and so, or I've read you know, um, so tread lightly. Re- redefining realness by Janet Mock, and I've read you know the excerpt of Eckhart Tolle this and da 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 da. da. And I watched that one episode, uh, that one Oprah episode with Jazz Jennings, and that Barbara Walters twenty twenty. Like I've done my research. I watched when Katie Couric interviewed Laverne Cox. But I want your But take. I still have questions on da 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 versus just blindly like tell me what it's like to be black and a black tranny in the USA. Yeah. Like that mm-hmm. just you know. I can agree with that. 100%. I'm I'm all open for questions and like I will correct people about their delivery and that I'm not even like I was proposed a question with like media outlets but like people have asked me especially like, dealing with HIV people have questions and people don't like which to I talk still about. think is ridiculous because 
I feel like HIV is... This time is, kind of ridiculous. I feel like HIV is one of the most talked about hot button topics. And literally, mo- even more HIV so... HIV is, but I'm talking about sex. Like, because there's a whole bunch of... Like, PMP. Like, you know what that means? No. Party and play. That means going and, like... Also, coded language. Like, text message stuff. Right. Acronyms. Acronyms. Like, but, like, issues that come with, like... the It's beyond... It's beyond HIV now. Now it's, like, a cultural thing. We're like, you know, I do meth and I like to get high and do this, that, that, and bareback sex. I like, well, I, I don't like condoms. Well, I like think that. what we're talking about is semantics and 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 p- p- political correctness, and and I don't believe in that per se. I you believe. Don't believe in political, okay. I mean, now I don't believe in forty five. I believe when you hold a certain office, you come with certain expectations. I I I do agree with that. Mm-hmm. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, is that for the average lay person, I I reckon. And so, Shar, speaking of of like transgender issues or things like. I remember um, a follower of a mutual follower of ours mm-hmm. personally DMing you a, a, a question. And this I'm sure there's been more than one instance, but um, a, a specific question that he was naive about, and what I, I didn't think it was crude, but I would appreciate something like that. But when we have something like you want to tweet me on a public flat platform or get up and ask me a question in public again, facing that trauma or that or or that instance in a public. Because I get dismissive. I right, get dismissive. Right, right, And I have mm-hmm. the right to. Encyclopedia Britannica, bitch. <laughs> right. So, Jace, I think your original question was how do, how do cis, heterosexual... How do we have a respectful how, conversation? A conversation. A meeting of two parties. Right. But it also ties back to what are they going to bring? Why is all of the weight placed on placed our shoulders on to have a respectful conversation with cishet people? What don't, are you all Don't bringing? be well, offended. Well, don't be offensive. I won't be offended right. if you're not offensive. What are you all going to <laughs> okay. What are you all going to bring to the table as well instead of placing all of this weight on LGBT people's shoulders to break it down for you and explain to you what do you mm. bring? And what I need for you to bring is adequate research. That's all I ask. That is literally all I ask. Do not get in a space with Char says so asking trivial, juvenile, minuscule ass questions. And I questions. say the same thing to white people. Yeah, that I didn't think about that, but I, that ties back to that right, too. Right. Stop! I can't speak to the black experience. I don't agree with Dave Chappelle, so I can't speak to every black person's experience. Read, read Dave Chappelle's. I don't know, like. <laughs> and the same goes with me and Chimamanda, <laughs> who I have. Ugh, I'm just. So you she's can totally you can dismissive. align yourself as a feminist. Mm-hmm. And she's a feminist scholar, a mm-hmm. feminist icon, but you don't necessarily agree with everything. And my question well, will be, she, why are you asking Chimamanda about transgender transgender right. rights and representations? Well, the thing that most recently made me pissed about her is there was a new article that came out where she said now she's not an academic feminist, meaning cis, she refused, cis is not in her vocabulary and it has never been in her vocabulary. So basically she's deflecting right. and, and instead, instead of owning instead up to her shit, right. it's now all of a sudden I'm not an academic feminist. So you guys so, won't, you won't you won't get me on semantics. I and said she basically, what I said. She basically says she doesn't even she 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 cringes using the word intersectionality. How dare you, Chimamanda? As a black, woman. as a black feminist icon, how dare you cringe? Because it because it, uh, it 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 treads into that academic lane. So what are you even doing? What are you here for? And what is what the, are you here is, for, what Chimamanda? Is this, this fear of academia and and secular culture. <laughs> In, in she, a, has a responsi- she has she a responsibility. She has a responsibility. Absolutely And I'm very disappointed in her comments. So how do we have a respectful conversation? When people are like... Come, come with respect. Come with respect. Come with respect. I, 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 I can take that. Also, how do you have a respectful and conversation? And do your research. 
How do you have a respectful Absolutely. conversation with someone like Chimamanda who has done their research, but also says, sis is not in my vocabulary and it won't be? Well, yeah, right. But so still, I, you so owe me an explanation. Honesty. Uh, let's be honest and, and call call our shit out. But you know what? How Even do you based have conversations on with people it, like that? Based on what you heard Chimamanda say from the first interview, mm-hmm. as a transgender black woman, do you think that you would... How do you in that moment? How would do? How do you think you would have reacted to that? Do you think you would be able to have a civil conversation with her? Um, yes, because there were parts that I agreed with her with. I agreed that gender is sociology, not. Um, I believe she said not the physical aspect, but it's the social. Like that's uh, how yeah. she ended the statement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is socialized. Like you're socialized. Your gender is socialized. But what I will say is that. She, I felt like she answered too literally. No one is saying that the trans experience is going to directly mirror the cis experience. But because it does not, does that make me, ain't I a woman? Less. Um, Right. That's like saying like a black woman has the same experience as a white woman. Or a gay woman. A gay woman right. with a straight woman. Right. So, mm-hmm. so ain't I a woman, Chimamanda? Right. right. She's and I that. and I and she is, and that's why I'm disappointed. Yeah. I I venture to say, once I read Laverne Cox's thread on it, and brilliant. I and I brilliant. and I brilliant. compared brilliant. it mm-hmm. to my own life, a lot of the times I I can't say that I benefited from male privilege. I cannot say that right. I did because right. I was met with so much resistance based on just existing Being an effeminate male, hyper feminine. Yeah. 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 I was met with so, so I can't say that I benefited from that. So and, again, so that's what, that what was you, my trouble with her with her being asked the question to begin with and then answering so not everybody's story is, is that of mm-hmm. oh I'm the 35 year old dad with three kids and one day I woke up and decided not everybody, not everybody is Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn Jenner. Right. And that was my concern. A lot of people with aren't Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner. being the icon. Exactly. Because mm. she sets precedence and she is the, the talking point for these discussions. Well, she don't know what the hell she's doing. Right. Also, <laughs> also Republican. But um, she, we're not, we're 60 something years of white male privilege. You can't the 1%, undo that. Yeah. In the you 1%. can't undo that. So you can't go to Caitlyn Jenner to speak on transgender nope. issues. No, nope. you can't. Not mm-hmm. when she's still telling trans kids, you're a winner. <laughs> Donald Trump has his foot on our fucking neck. What are you talking about, Caitlyn? Call me. Right, call, call, call me. Do you Hashtag call me. I see a pr- approaches the camera uh, in her kitchen, her mansion. Did you all see uh, T.S. Madison's read to Caitlyn? No, with that? It I heard about hilarious. it. Hilarious! Oh my gosh, her Caitlyn Jenner impression is hilarious. Well, y'all, call me, y'all, y'all friends <laughs> out there. If y'all have questions, any questions, make sure you get a, do your research before you ask. Ask Jace. Or ask me. Ask Twitter, bitch. Ask Twitter. Don't at Char. <laughs> right. But we have an email address for questions. It is oh, askkatradio yes. at gmail.com. We need to drop that com. promo, too. Yes, I need to add the logos on there, and then it'll, it'll be, it'll be okay. good like, to We need go. to do that, like, today. Yeah, I'll have um, someone with... Um, if we have... Um, what's it called? With the... See, I'm not a graphic designer. Photoshop. Yeah. Yeah, we need to add some logos on there. But, yeah, if you guys have questions, we're taking questions. That's gonna be, we actually had a powwow last week. Oh, my God. And we're going to be an hour and 20 minutes. Um, <laughs> but, we, but, we, but we got some stuff covered. Um, but, yeah, I um, we're here for questions. Any questions, relationships, dating, LGBT topics. Um, if there's, depending on the question, depends on who will answer. Thanks, Kendall. Oh, you get an answer, though? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> but yeah, email us your questions at gmail.com. or tweet us. Use the hashtag KATRadio. Yes, continue maybe the conversation. I'll, maybe throughout. I'll respond. 
We'll see if Kendall does. Charles the maybe. It all depends. <laughs> I'm, y'all, in all honesty, I, I, now, I'm, now, I'm now tired. I, now, I am an academic. Uh, uh-huh. so. Same. Same. So, well, I'm ratchet, so I say anything. So, uh, so I adopted and raised new terms, <laughs> new PC terms, because I will not be on anybody's talk no. show embarrassing myself. No, no. I, no, so I, I do you all, my But in all honesty, no. I'm just tired. I'm tired. I'm and tired. And we are. I'm tired. But I think it's time to, like, just make the conversation cohesive. Because that's honestly... It has to come from both sides. That's my whole come, point. Don't exactly, put that shit sides. on me. We'll come from both sides. Don't put that shit on so my back. So take note. I got enough on my back. Allies out there. Still yeah. I ride. Or just yes. even curious people. Just whatever you identify as. If you want to ask a question, ask it. But oh, do and by the way, research. we got up to... We only took two callers yesterday on this show, and it was like 93 people waiting to talk to me. Oh, I'm sure. I don't know what was going on, right. but I'm sure. the line was blowing up. Mm. And I just basically was like, it's a 30-minute show. Right, I right. told her she needs an hour. I do and I said what I said. <laughs> Hello. And on that Char, note. Char, do you want to leave us with anything? Yes, I would. I said <laughs> what I said. Lord. <laughs> all right, y'all. Take care. Peace and blessings. Have a good day, whatever day it is. Bye, oh, y'all. Bye, guys. Bye.